Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology Forecast. And I hope you are surfing the surfing the waves today and this week and this past week. And <sighs> welcome. I'm Hollis Taylor, and I'm one of the astrologers here. And uh, you can find out about me and get personal readings from me and everything else at divineandrogen.com. You can find it in the description. Hi there, I'm Bright Hawk. I'm a musician, astrologer, author of The Dancing Hippo, a beautiful book about the dancing hippo under the dancing under the full moon. Very fun story, gender free. And um, you can find out more at brighthawkproductions.com. Pleasure to be here. And I'm Lacrosse Ortiz, jack of all trades, master of none. There isn't much I don't do. <laughs> um, I'm here to just give insight or learn and give insight and get prepared for the week and see what the, sto the stars are going to tell us. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to invite you to take a deep breath and take a moment to breathe with us. I'm sure your life is speeding up. So take this moment to just slow it down a little bit. Take a deep breath. Blow out until you have no more air to blow out. Maybe do that a couple of times. above your head and as you're staring into the stars maybe you know what the Gemini constellation looks like the twins it kind of resembles a two-faced a being with two heads or two beings right beside each other so as you take a deep breath, imagine that constellation popping out of the sky. And as you hone in on that constellation, you start to notice that one of the stars is bright, bright red. Maybe it's not a star, maybe it's a planet. 
and that is the planet of Mars. As you're watching Mars and you zoom in a little bit on Mars, you can see that it's moving pretty fast forward in the forward direction in Gemini. And as Mars starts to go direct, our lives move forward. As you're watching Mars move forward in Gemini, I invite you to see something in your life moving forward in a good way, the way you want it to turn out. Just see everything sorting itself out and see the end. What's the end? What does it look like? allow Mars transit to move right through the middle of your vision. Just watch Mars move right on through there and imagine that happening for you. That action, whatever actions you have to take to make it happen and just make it come true. Just like that. breath and imagine yourself grateful, grateful that it went through just the way you imagined. Just that one little thing there. And it went through just the way you imagined. It landed just the way you wanted. You can put your hand on your heart and take a deep breath and be super grateful that exactly what you needed has come true. And as you smile and feel the beautiful feeling of gratitude, thank the planet Mars for helping you make this magic come true. Offer a thank you and some gratitude to the planet Mars and to the constellation Gemini take a deep breath and come back into your body standing on planet earth staring up at the night sky with Gemini with that shiny little red star oh wait that's a planet moving through the constellation of Gemini earth, feel the gratitude in your heart, take a deep breath, and know that this magic wish will come true. I invite you to come back into your body, open your eyes, wiggle your toes, Stretch your fingers.
Thank you, Bright Hawk. Thank you for your beautiful music. Always a pleasure. <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> our um, soul astrology forecasts have changed a little bit of some things. I'm trying to simplify. I'm experimenting with different ways of doing this since, um, you know, I'm an astrologer. I do a lot of birth charts um, and I do check people's transits a, a lot. And people come to me and say, Oh my gosh, Hollis, I think I'm having a spiritual awakening. And I go, oh, uh, yeah, you are. Saturn returning. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> and, um, you know, um, so when things like that happen or if they're struggling with grief or, or death or things like that, usually Pluto's involved. So, um, so I just want to say that I do that. And so now I'm shifting into more of a general reading for you, okay? So if you have any suggestions or things that you really want to know about, and I'm also thinking of teaching some real basic things about astrology for people, okay? Having basic astrology classes. Um, I'm actually thinking about putting a little class together, okay? So uh, make sure you get on my, on my website and sign up for the newsletter if you want to do that. And check out... Um, this week's forecast, <laughs> if I can find it, <laughs> uh, okay, could you stop with that notification? Okay, um, oops, I didn't change the date, so we'll just move, okay, so, you know, I'm getting there, you know, you guys, it can get, um, complicated, these things, I just have to move the zoom bar out of the way, all right, so, I wanted to simplify, but I also want to show you the chart because the chart in itself helps us. Um, I think it helps with reading. At least it helps me. Like I could take notes and tell you that, you know, there's a yacht or whatever. And I've done that, but I think it's easier when I look at a chart and I can also teach you more about it. Okay. So. I tried to simplify the chart a little bit, but I still didn't want to take out the asteroids because I know the asteroids, I'm a very modern person. I like modern things. You know, Uranus is on my ascendant. So, you know, <laughs> very modern. And um, I like the future. I like to think about AI and things like that. So um, I like you to, and that's what the asteroids are. They're not not significant or not important. They're just not traditional. That's all. That's what the difference is. So there are certain planets, you know, that that, of course, we've known about for a long time, like the sun and the moon and, you know, uh, Saturn and Venus and Mars and things like that. And those are sort of the traditional ones. And then slowly over the years, we've added different planets like Neptune and Pluto and, and, and well, Mercury has been around for a while and Uranus and Jupiter. And we add and they've always Jupiter. been there. Yeah, we've, they've always been there, but we didn't always know about them. And that's kind of how the asteroids have worked, mm -hmm. is that we didn't always know about them, but now we do. Mm -hmm. So that's why Chiron, now most people read Chiron, and Chiron is the wounded healer, right? Lilith is all about independence and, and feminism, and a lot of them are named after female goddesses. And as a feminist myself, hey... I think we need to uh, focus on those. So I didn't want to take them out. So at the beginning of the week, there is going to, we're going to come into the week, February 6th, 
with a yod that's pointing at that moon in Leo. And the interesting thing about that is that it's pooling from Pluto and um, Neptune and um, Vesta, which are conjunct, okay? So in Pisces, so Neptune and, and Vesta are conjunct. That means they're on top of each other. And Pluto and Mercury are, are pretty much conjunct too over there in Capricorn. And they're sextiling each other. That means that they're, you can see that at the top of the chart here. I wish I could um, have a pointer and I'll have to try to figure that out. But at the top of the chart, hopefully you can see those dark blue lines that are going between some planets on the left there. That's Neptune and the little fire thing in Pisces. That's Pisces symbol, okay? And they're over in that 11th house on this chart. And the houses change every hour of the day, okay? So, and the Mercury and Pluto on the right in Capricorn, um, they're right on the edge of, of Aquarius, okay? Mercury's moving faster than Pluto, so Mercury's going to pass over there this week. But in the beginning of the week, there's that sextile, and that's, that's sort of the foundation of any yod. And these are things that work well together. These are things that, um, these are things that, you know, balance each other, that, that kind of go to well together. And with Neptune and Vesta, those are very spiritual. They're very spiritual. Neptune is highly spiritual and psychic, and Vesta is about your dedication. So if you are a psychic medium or, um, or an astrologer or anything like that, you may notice that it's easier for you to talk about it this week. And especially with the Yod, because it's pointing to the moon. Now, it's not going to be there very long with the moon in Leo, because the moon moves pretty quick, and so does Mercury. But you'll on February 6th, if you've got some readings or something, you want to schedule your videos or whatever you're up to, you want to do it on this day. Yeah, so what I would add about the moon and Mercury this week is that um, there's great aspects to from the moon to Mercury all week, all during the weekday until Saturday when there's a square with Mercury. So you're absolutely right. Monday with that yod, um, the, that, that finger of God, we've talked about the yod. You can see it. It's kind of pointing down. See those red lines that point down to the moon <clears throat> at the bottom of the chart? So the moon in that position right there, we've just had a full moon just a couple days ago on the 4th, we had a full moon in Leo. And now the moon is at the very end of Leo. So it's, it's energy is waning. And the um, degree at which Leo is, is also an indicator of a void moon, which also means that it's waning. It's, it's, it's less intense. It's not as intense as it was when it was full, for example. So, um, and just to remind everybody, you know, because every time we talk about how quickly the moon moves and when it's in Leo, it's a very affectionate moon. You know, the moon is definitely emotional and Leo is definitely a fire sign. Um, so there's creativity, there's exuberance, there's affection, there's um, an instinct for leadership in Leo. Um, of course, there's uh, Leos can be very fun loving, fire signs can be very exuberant. The fire signs being Leo, Sagittarius and Aries. Leo and Sag have more of a reputation to be the fun bringers. Um, but, you know, we always talk about the other end of the spectrum with Leo. You always want to be careful about arrogance, right? Don't be a bully. 
don't be overbearing, you know, that kind of thing, because there's a certain self-indulgence and self-centeredness with Leo that they get called out on. So mm. <laughs> that's that's the full end of the spectrum, right? So this moon is in its last degrees of Leo. And that yod is really interesting. I love what you've said. Yeah, and the yod means that it's very destined. But I also want to point out that the moon is in opposition to Saturn. Yes, and you guys thank have you. heard we me talking. talking you guys have heard me talk about oppositions before. Those is when they're pulling one way to the other way. Okay, Saturn's a strong planet. Yeah, it's in Aquarius. So Saturn in Aquarius is very sort of out of the box it's very it's like where the system gets turned around on its head it's where so if you find yourself on this day dealing with headaches with the system mm. don't be surprised okay just try to try to instead pull on your psychic abilities on your intuition try to stay focused on speaking um as clearly as possible right and 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 transforming you might need to shift or change but honestly, it's mostly a good thing, although, the, and the moon's only going to be there for a moment. It's just going to pull a little bit on it. So you could find yourself a little frustrated with the system or some some system that you're having to deal with, um, you know, like paperwork with the government or something like that. You know, that. we have Mercury and Capricorn right now. So a lot of us are working on our taxes, which is appropriate. This is a great time to get that stuff done. Yeah. Um, you know that's remember when we do the work saturn rewards us when we don't do the work saturn has a way of getting our attention i'd rather do the work so you can see that saturn's <laughs> directly across you can see that red line goes yeah. right down the middle there yeah. and that little symbol in the middle there is in opposition now if you kind of look you can kind of look at it and you're like well there's another red line in a different direction that seems to have the same symbol and you're right, that is Ceres, mm. is in opposition to Jupiter. So Ceres is about nourishing and nourishment, and Jupiter is about expansion. So you, considering that Mars is moved forward in Gemini, mm. I'm going to just say that this probably has a lot to do with being busy. With that opposition, it may be hard to take care of yourself mm. because you got to get this done and this done and that done. And that's why I tried to help you with a little bit of meditation in the beginning with Mars. Um, and so you just want to thank Mars for helping you um, get things done as smoothly as possible. Um, just, I would just do every, every moment you find... And, you know, if you're sitting in a, an office and waiting your turn or sitting somewhere and waiting for something and, and you're thinking, God, I'm so stressed and I'm just running from thing to thing and, you know, and you're waiting for your car to get worked on or something. Okay, so I'm just going to say take that moment, that little moment, or if you're riding in a vehicle instead of driving or even if you are driving, take a deep breath. Just go... and blow out until you have no more air. And the reason I'm telling you to do this is because with that opposition with Ceres and Jupiter, you could find yourself racing, 
like the speed of light with not enough time to nourish and balance yourself. Things could get a little out of balance for a little while. And it's mostly just because Gemini's headed for, you know, Mars is headed forward in Gemini. So things are happening. Things are finally getting done. Maybe some things that you've been struggling with for a while, things might actually be going smoothly um, to some degree, but it's probably going to require some action. Yeah, I would definitely say that. And Mars, you know, if you're looking for Mars, it's in the first house in Gemini, and it has finally moved off of eight degrees. It seemed like it was on eight degrees for eternity, and it's finally moving forward. We've gotten up to a whole 11. It's still moving slowly, but we got there, you know, mm -hmm. thank goodness. It's starting to gain speed. So that momentum, that energy you're feeling, or that over busy feeling, which I th I've heard a lot of us be like, okay, it's just a little too crazy right now. I'm putting out too many fires, too many plates are spinning. It's too much. Hang in there. Hang, Hang in, in there. there. It, it, it will pass. And yeah. just try to stay connected to your spiritual side, your psychic side, your intuition. Um, say a prayer. You know, you're driving Not down the road. Idea. Please Never help me. Please help me, Spirit. Just deal with this. Please help me, Mars. Do this. You know, help me, Mars. Get these actions done. Thank you to um, Neptune and Pisces to help me connect with Spirit. Thank you, Vesta, for helping me stay dedicated to what I know and feel is right. You know, those are kinds of the things that are really important. And you can see um, here that with on this particular day, on February 6th anyway, Vesta and Neptune are together. So they're already together, and with that being a spiritual dedication, um, and Neptune's about psychic, um, I'm just going to say that, you know, this is the day that you want to pull on those energies. And with Venus um, in a trine, so Venus is right up there near Neptune towards the top there in, in Pisces, and she's in a trine um, down to Pallas Athena in Cancer, Okay. And um, that is very strategic. So don't be afraid. A try, that is, you'll come up with good strategies. So if you need a good strategy to get through something or you're trying to figure out how to deal with a problem or something, just be like, hey, Spirit, what's the best way? Hey, Venus, go out and look at the night sky for a second and just ask Venus to help you come up with a good strategy. And she will. She will. Okay. So she'll help you, especially with a square there. That means if you just ask for help, if you just make an attempt, it will be a problem. A square is easier to overcome than an opposition, okay? An opposition is like, it's like tug of war. But, but, but a square is like, okay, here you go, try this. And so um, using Venus in that trine to palace to Athena will help you come up with a good strategy, help you come up with a good way to deal with things, because then you'll be more uh, strategic about your approach, okay? And that's Pallas Athena. If you find yourself uh, in need of more strategy in your life, just call on Pallas Athena. She's especially in cancer right now, so she's especially happy to help you with anything to do with your home. And that comes into great um and the energy for that <laughs> improves on february 7th because the moon moves into virgo uh. and you know virgo's very practical likes to make sure everyone's taken care of mm -hmm. adaptable creative um 
the moon in Virgo, it can be very charming, good natured, uh, diplomatic. But of course, there's always the other side. And I always tell you both sides. So, you know, uh, oh, did I just read Libra? I think I did. I'm sorry. I read Libra. <laughs> Wait a few days. We'll get to Libra. Virgo. I'm sorry. But I did talk about practical intelligence. And that really is the moon in Virgo. It's very practical. You have the, the moon is definitely emotional, but Virgo is very grounded, very practical. So it's intellectual, it's meticulous, it's uh, industrious, steadfast, um, responsible, <laughs> and thoughtful. You know, Virgos are great problem solvers. So, um, you know, there's always the other side. So Virgos have to be careful about being too critical or too judgmental or, you know, tight, um, argumentative, hyper, hyper, um, hypercritical or being even a hypochondriac. So the thing I would say about Virgo moon is it's a thoughtful approach to life. Okay. So you have that really, um, thoughtful moon in Virgo, all the things that Hollis just said, um, about Pallas Athena, it's all going to just even lean into that energy even more on Tuesday. The thing about Tuesday, though, is you still have a continuation of that T-square with the Mars, with Mars and Venus, the moon, okay. Mars and Venus. And so on the easier side of the energy, listen to what feels destined because the moon is in a trine with the north node and the north node is your fate. So if something's calling your attention to it, listen, because that could be really important. I don't think this chart picked up the T-square with... Um... No, it's the next day. Oh, okay. We didn't want to overwhelm you with too many charts. We're trying right. to sort of simplify but a little bit. there is a T-square that will be going on all week. Right. Um, and I believe that that's going to be the overwhelming... Mm, and it's going to have to do with that Jupiter and Ceres in opposition to each other. Remember what I said? Yeah. Jupiter is about expansion. I have to do this to get my you know, to get a better job, to get a raise, to get a, um, to expand my business, whatever it is. Okay. So it's something to do with expansion and it's about nurturing yourself. Those two things are in opposition. So there won't be enough time to nurture yourself. So Pallas Athena is asking you to make a strategy. Yes. Be mindful of that because on Tuesday, the seventh, you could just imagine as the moon moves into that sixth house, what's opposite the Fifth. sixth house, mm -hmm. the 11th, or sorry, the fifth, mm -hmm. and then opposite the 11th, we have an opposition to Venus. So right. the moon opposing Venus, be careful of what you say in your relationships. On the seventh, okay. On the seventh, because, uh, you know, oppositions can challenge, you know, it could be sweet, but you have to find it. You have to work on, on finding that. Mm -hmm. There's also a trine, the moon is in a trine to Uranus. So that gives a little bit of relief. That'll give that is that'll give us um don't be afraid to look to modern things, you know. Uranus is forward now. So, you know, accepting allowing technology to help you, finding a way to make things automated, right? Or to use the smart factor on your thermostat or whatever it is. <laughs> okay? Um just just don't be afraid to use the automation part of our lives. We do have access to AI. And um, I feel like Uranus sort of rules that area and it's in Taurus. So you may have a tendency to kind of want to stay more conservative, but look mm. forward 
grab that Uranus energy and go forward because Uranus yeah. can really help you like embrace those parts. So, you know, we wanted to try to educate as well as explain some of the astrology. So you can see how Mars is in the first house and the moon is going to move into the fifth house. One, two, three signs, 90 degrees. That's going to be a square. So on Tuesday, the um, and Tuesday we know is Mars's day, right? So we talk about Monday's Moon's day, Tuesday's Mars day. Well, that means the sky sort of answers to Mars to a certain extent. And Mars will be in a square with the moon. Mm. So Mars will be asking what kind of action do you want and need to take? And okay. that, that's kind of how that rolls. And um, try being, not to lose your temper. Being really mindful of that opposition to Venus, that that makes me a little nervous, um, you know, uh yeah mm -hmm. so with that t-square energy that's mm -hmm. that's i feel like tuesday's a little bit on the more intense especially side. since you haven't because this t-square has been going on for a while and, and you have yeah. probably neglected your self-care a little bit because yeah. of you've just been very busy okay so when that's happening just say to yourself okay i know that this is a really busy week mars is moving us forward Take a deep breath. Take yeah. those little moments that you have um, that you find yourself waiting for something or something like that. And that's my best strategy on really busy times yeah. is to take each and every moment. And even though it feels like you're running from thing to thing, just even if you just do one or two yoga poses, even if you just take a couple deep breaths or um, take a moment to close your eyes and rest or take oh my gosh I found an hour to get a massage like wouldn't that be really great but those are the kinds of things that you that's that's what you need that's what's going to help you get through this is self-care lately 30 seconds it takes 30 seconds for me to chant my chakras and recenters me it takes me about three and a half minutes it's a single song to write a page of gratitude both of those things will change my vibration back to okay I can deal and if I ignore the moment and I let it go, I don't like who I become. I get right. more and more frustrated. So what I want to say is Tuesday's a little intense, but Wednesday, let's talk about Wednesday for a second. Wednesday, we start to have a lot of trines. Yay, trines. They're such beautiful blessings. So Wednesday's Mercury's day. And guess what? The moon is in a trine to Mercury. The moon is in a trine to Uranus. Yay! The moon is in a trine to Pluto. <laughs> you know, Uranus and Pluto, man, those two can wreak havoc. They are, whoa, transformation, revolution, unexpected everything. <laughs> so when they are now in a nice trine, I'm like, oh, whew. now the moon is still in an opposition to Venus. That's still going to happen. That's still be happening. And you know, Venus and Neptune are right next to each other. So that's, you know, it'll meet one and then it'll meet the other in an opposition. But hopefully it's, you know, it, with those trines, I just think Wednesday's going to be a lot easier than Thursday, than Tuesday. That's for sure. Yeah. And I think Wednesday's great, but we'll still be having that T-square. So you still need to find moments. That T-square will be going on all week. It doesn't end until the 12th. Yeah. And the and Mercury's in Capricorn. So you just might want to be a little bit careful about being a little cold about what you say and things like that. But I think Wednesday would be fine. Thursday, 
um, you know, it'll be Tuesday that you'll have to be more careful about what you say. But on Thursday, I think I think we'll um, you'll have the more the mystic rectangle. Right. So I think that that will add to the sort of the like making things happen, making things come true. So if you have some sort of dream or you're working on something, you know, that's that's when you're because yeah, you still have a, on Wednesday, you still have a trine to Pluto. But then what starts to happen is because you can see, just imagine the moon going across the fifth house. And now it's in look opposite in the 11th house. So it's going to hit an opposition to every one of those things. Mm -hmm. So first it, it's an opposition to Venus. Then it's an opposition to Neptune, then Vesta, then Jupiter. So on Thursday, it becomes an opposition to Jupiter and it becomes a rectangle with a trine to Mercury. So again, we're, we're looking at some nice energy with that trine to Mercury is still in play, but the energy becomes a bit of a rectangle. So um, tell you could explain that for us the better rectangle. than I can. But okay. the moon on, on Thursday, the moon does go into Libra. So mm -hmm. like I was saying before, <laughs> moon in Libra is all about artistic beauty, about um, adaptability, creativity. There's a loveliness to the moon in Libra. There's a good naturedness. There's a diplomatic charming everybody likes to make sure everybody libra is a great host right everybody's taken care of you know mm -hmm. um of course on the other side of a libra moon would be indecisiveness you know want to take in everything but then analysis paralysis sets in because you've collected too much data and now what do i do <laughs> on the libra darker side there can be some self-indulgence and you know um frivolousness but you know really it's they're very dependable they're very um uh reliable that way um they can be changeable for sure because they have that in their sign so there's a loveliness to libra is um, very libra chameleon moon. yeah libra is very chameleon like yeah so, um, so uh, what I would say about the rectangle with Mercury, Moon, Jupiter, and Mars is that um, so Mercury in Capricorn is going to, and it's going to be closer to Aquarius. So it's coming right in the edge of Capricorn. It hasn't quite moved out of there yet. But when Mercury's in Capricorn, that's going to be good solid business communication that's going to be clean and clear communication in that regard but it could feel kind of cold if you're dealing with any kind of emotional stuff or dealing with um you know relationships and stuff and it's just going to depend on where things are with the moon uh that's going to be emotional okay so there could be but it could also be intuitive yeah, opposite. And then the Mars the is, the, yeah, and they're going to be diagonal from, they're mm -hmm, going to be like mm -hmm. that from each other. And mm -hmm. then, um, and then Mars and Jupiter. So the Mars and Jupiter, Mars is about action and Jupiter is about expansion. And the mystic rectangle in itself, um, is, is a, is an aspect for, um, you know, it's very destined, but it's also very much about like spiritual type, um, like there's some sort of calling for you. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be spiritual or religion, religious. People take that way too seriously when I say that. When I say spiritual, you, your spiritual calling could be to fix cars, okay? 
Well, some yeah. people don't. Some people are like, really? And I'm like, yeah, why couldn't it be? You, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> somebody's got to give cards. It's a gift that you give the world. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think we're all, I think, I think all gifts are, all things that we do are gifts. Um, so I'm just going to say, whatever it is you're calling, your calling is going to call you on that day. Okay, and that's and it's going to ask you to take action. It might have you talking about it somehow or having to improve on communication. It could definitely be internet communication. Um, and with the Mars, with Mars, um, it's it's very you know that's involved in Gemini, which is very internet based. And then you got Mercury, which is internet based, and you got the Moon, which is in Libra, which is very much about relationships. Okay, so relationships with other people okay and jupiter is expanding jupiter's in aries so it's about leadership so it could ask you to step up yeah okay so then friday friday is venus's day and friday the moon is in libra we're still a waxing gibbous moon and so what starts to happen i'm just going to talk a little bit about those three days because friday saturday sunday it's a little bit of a roller coaster. So you have a mystic rectangle on Thursday. You have all these beautiful trines on Wednesday, right? So we've talked about Monday, you have a yod. Tuesday, you have a, oh, this T-square is really intense. Eighth, uh, the eighth on Wednesday, you have beautiful, beautiful trines. Thursday, you have a mystic rectangle. Friday, you have a yod and it involves Venus because it's Venus's day. Venus and Uranus are pointing at the moon in Libra. So what's the conversation from Venus, queen of relationships, and Uranus, all about transformation, uh, revolution, uh, doing it differently, seeing it differently, pointing to the moon in, in Libra. Mm -hmm. Creative, being creative, being coming at life with what's, what's the, uh, how can it be even better? Might be a question. Now, you also have the moon in a kite with Chiron and Mars. So, um, yeah. Chiron will be, you know, owning your wounded healing, you know, you're owning your wounds, you, the wounded healer, Chiron, right? So the kite will lift up when you're honest about who you are and what you can bring to the world. And then it'll take, the moon and Mars will help mm -hmm. you take flight. Yeah. Okay. And I think the yacht is the most important um, pointing to Venus. So, you know, you're going to be looking at relationships and stuff, especially, you know, with the day before with the moon in Libra. And now you have a yacht. So don't be surprised if some certain relationships come up, especially that have to do with um, your calling that have something to do with whatever it is you're up to in the world. Could be anything from fixing cars and fixing houses to painting or, you know, politics. So it just depends on what it is, but it's some sort of special relationship that's going to come up that's going to be particularly special for you. And I think um, the second day that I really wanted to talk about was this day um, because. Well, let's not skate over the 11. Okay. Go so. Ahead. What happens on the 11th is a little bit more intense. I just have to say, and I see a square to Pluto with the moon, a square to Mercury with the moon. There is a trine to Saturn. So that that's great. The trine to Saturn, structure, infrastructure, 
how you're doing things. Nice trying to Saturn. Beautiful Libra energy moon with trying to Saturn. That's great. A little concerned about the square to Pluto and Mercury. Um, and then on the 12th. Mm-hmm. So, so, so if I, if I was going to take a day off, I might take a day off on Saturday from readings for the, on the 11th. Yeah. The square to the square to Pluto is going to be about, you know, maybe you could find yourself resisting a transition or resisting um, something. If you're struggling with grief, uh, death, uh, this is going to be the day that you might want to do an extra ritual. If you want to go visit the person's grave or something Mm. like that, this is probably a good day to do that. Mm. Um, And with uh, also with the moon um, squaring Mercury, you just want to be careful about what you're saying. That's all. Be careful of how you're communicating because you're probably coming from a place of grief because Mercury and Pluto have been doing that little dance there. Mercury's going to move right over Pluto. You can see here, if you look down at the bottom of the chart, Mercury is now in Aquarius. So during that day, this is the day, the next day, but just the day before Mercury will have been on top of Pluto, like literally. Mm. Um, And so don't be surprised if it's just, you know, if you are dealing with grief or you are dealing with a heavy transition right now, I would definitely just maybe refrain from saying too much um, or just, um, you know, just try to be careful about what you're saying. Try to make sure you're coming from a good spot because um, Pluto's about transitions and it's about death. So if you are dealing with death, you're going to be coming from a grief place. So this also tells me is if you're doing readings or dealing with people that have a lot of grief, then I'm going to say, um, hold on to what they're saying, like hear what they're saying, but try not to take it personally. And if you find that you're being attacked or something like that, it's just a power struggle and it probably has something more to do with their grief and less to do with you. So just don't take it personally. Um, especially if you know that person is dealing with grief in particular. Um, I deal with those kinds of people all the time, being a psychic medium, and I know there's a lot of people that follow me as a medium that also listen to this report. So I'm just saying that those that day on the 11th when Mercury and Pluto are conjunct and they're squaring the moon, emotions are going to be a big play and intuition and your intuition so listen to your intuition absolutely because the moon is in scorpio on the 12th the moon moves into scorpio and you know moon in scorpio is very spiritual it's very psychic it's imaginative it's determined it's ambitious it's emotional for sure but because it's a moon in scorpio they may not reveal to you their emotions right away they might hold on to them the other side of Scorpio is that they can be very secretive, right? Mm -hmm. And they can be obstinate. They could be jealous. They could be resentful. Which is just secretive, probably. You know, uh, we always talk about both sides. The moon in Scorpio would be something that I would see as very psychic and watch your tongue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Because you still have um, that yod playing a big part in it. And, um, well, the good news is, is that um, the, uh, I was just looking at your, your yod there, mm. um, pointing to Jupiter and Chiron with Mars and, and the moon. Okay. Um, okay. Um, what I would say is that that's, it's going to probably be a loose 
yod. Yeah, sometimes. Um, and then what's really important about this day is that the T-square ends. Ah. That's going to like feel like kind of like, <sighs> ah. Yeah. And you could find yourself figuring out maybe an out-of-the-box way to speak so that you can help. Yeah. Um, and so things could start to become a little bit easier because now Pluto is sextiling Jupiter. There's lots of sextiles going on. Mars is sextiling Jupiter, um, sorry, and Chiron. And so those sextiles, you can see their dark blue lines on the right-hand side. Those are those are many sextiles because they're conjunct, right? Because the planets are conjunct. That means that they're on top of each other. So there's three planets on the left there, on the bottom left, which is like Pluto, Mercury, and part of Fortune, all in that third house there um, in Capricorn and Aquarius. And they're sextiling three planets over here, which would be Jupiter, um, which is that like number four looking thing in the fifth house with with the very next one next to it is Vesta, which kind of looks like flames. Um, and they're they're conjunct, okay? They're conjunct, they're on top of each other. And that's why they're all sextiling each other. So you're gonna find, so if you're a psychic or um, an astrologer or anything like that, this is gonna be a good day to, you're gonna feel relief. You're gonna feel relief from that T-square ending. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a lot of sextiles and trines. And there's also other sextiles with the moon, sorry, with the Mar with Mars moving forward in Gemini. So that's going to feel like, whew, I can finally get things done. We're finally getting this taken care of. Okay, this is, this is happening. This is going forward. We can finally move forward. So it's going to feel like that. And the moon is trining, um, the moon is trining their uh, Vesta, I'm sorry, um, yeah, Vesta and Neptune. So I feel like that's also pretty good too, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, is that what we should always remember is um, that the, I have the fixed stars in here too, so I should probably take those out of here. But, um, but you know, is that this day is just going to, if you could play on the trines and the sextiles, it will make things easier for you. Okay. So the moon in Scorpio. So listen to your intuition. Listen to your spiritual calling. Make sure you're praying. Make sure you're connecting in that way. Meditating, doing yoga, whatever that looks like for you. Whatever it means to you to um, be more spiritual or open. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not a. I'm not going to tell you to go to church or anything. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't dare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say go for a walk in the woods first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really great way. Um, connecting with nature and stuff like that, especially after this week with the with the T-squares, will help you recover. It will help you recover. And this is the day you want to recover. Yeah. And because Mercury is going to move into Aquarius, that will be the hardest challenge of the day. Mercury is going to move into Aquarius. It's not really a challenge. It's just... It's going to move. You'll and when it moves, you'll feel it. You'll feel that you're wanting to communicate differently. You'll probably feel like it's out of the box or something like that, or it's different. Maybe it's more, maybe you're like, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to call anymore. I'm just going to email these people. <laughs> okay, because Aquarius is very connected to the uh, internet, okay, and AI and things like that. <laughs> so, um, so. Yeah. You know, a lot on the plate. Uh, we've talked about a lot of intense weeks. This isn't exactly um, as intense as it has been. I, I have to say Tuesday and Saturday, just breathe. 
do your practice. Mm -hmm. um, but there's definitely some good energy. Um, those those beautiful trines on Wednesday, you know, the fact that that T square ends on Sunday feels like, okay. So hopefully that helps you surf it. Now you know kind of what to how to plan, if you will. <laughs> And yeah. you're going to do a reading for us? I'm going to do a little tarot, pull a couple tarot cards. Is there anything you want to add? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, it's funny because, like, it's still the season of the otter, and I just keep seeing work hard, play hard, work hard, play hard. It's just this constant going, going, going and movement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess the whole point is, is being as, like you said, take that time out because it's really important for you to take that time out instead of just go, go, go. You know, it's really important to take the time out, you know, make them equally important as you yeah. are going, make it stopping equally important. That's so. always been my biggest mistake when I was younger, for sure, was mm -hmm. that I just wouldn't take time to relax. I wouldn't take that breather time, even Same. though I'm like sitting in a doctor's office for 10 minutes waiting my turn or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, just take that five minutes at 10 minutes. Close your eyes. Who cares what people around you think? Take right. a deep breath. And you'd be surprised it change your day changes your health yeah. changes your life helps you relax helps you come down and it can really change the way things are so are otters particularly busy yes yes they are they're they're either really busy or really lazy yeah <laughs> like i said they you okay. either see them building or you see them floating like one of the you know okay that's kind of okay. and there's a lot to learn from that you know, because yeah. it's like they know, okay, I just built this thing. I'm tired. I'm taking some time. I'm I'm doing me. And you know, they they will just float along. <laughs> and they're happy little campers to just lay oh, back. Yeah. I have watched them float by mm -hmm. and then I keep thinking of like the like, okay, well, what do they do in the other time? I guess they're fishing. Yeah. Um and hunting yeah. and yeah. Do they build homes like a beaver? No, they don't. Honestly, do I don't know. I know that they hunt a lot because they, you know, yeah, because they are carnivores, so they would, they would be hunting a lot. They love shellfish, right? You'll we saw them in California. You'll see them. They're so cracking adorable. the whatever open mussel, mm. clam. They also look probably like, abalones are pretty rare these days. <laughs> they also look like they were always having fun, and maybe that's just yeah. My on them or something but um i could totally be projecting onto them but but they they always seem like even even if they're working because i've watched them fish right. uh they're having a great time yeah they yeah. so they make work fun and i can totally identify with that um <laughs> i try to make my work fun i try to do things that i think are fun um yeah. so you should you know you know consider that lifestyle is a little bit different than the mm -hmm. average um like i've had jobs that i've hated um i i've had jobs where i go to work every day and disliked what i had to do and i did those jobs for a while but almost always i would be moving towards trying to find where every day instead of doing something i didn't like i was doing something that i did like that yeah. has a lot to do with my astrology placements and wanting to be an entrepreneur yeah i just uh, i just don't do it well i don't do that monotonous well yeah. I get frustrated and depressed real fast. So if you can identify with that, my friends, like some people are cool with it. Some people are like, yeah, just go to work, get it done. It's over. And that's it. That's the end of my day. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm like, okay, but I just can't do that. So yeah. I have to have fun all day long. 
Um, and so uh, if, if you can identify with that, it is possible, my friends. It is mm-hmm. possible. If you need coaching, I'll help you with that too. Um, but yeah, it's there is a way to create the exact life you want. Always. Um, there always is a way. I've come from some really hard things, my friends. So don't ever think that your situation is too hard to overcome. It's not. Um, so this is one of my favorite cards from the past. So mm. let's pin it up so people can see the card good. Uh, there we go. Um, so this is one of my favorite cards, maybe because it represents trans men or something. But um, <laughs> but it also represents both because, you know, the seahorse um, sort of carries the baby within um, and carries the baby and raises the children. But also um, in this, this is a warrior. Okay, this is a warrior type. You can see he ha- they have the transgender um, sort of flag around their um, chest there. And I think that other coloring, that red and orange coloring, I'm pretty sure that's a like gender variant or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it has, or it could be the non-binary. No, non-binary is purple and yellow. So um, yeah, so I just, I forget what exactly what flag that is, but I should look it up. But the, um, you can see that the, the, character on here has um three symbols on the shield and this is the symbol for both that's the symbol for male and that's the symbol for female down there so i think that that's totally awesome and so this is a but this card mostly represents nurturing um and it's in the past position so that means that you know to remember what you did to take care of yourself and how you proceeded forward and the strength that you had okay the strength to overcome and um even the leadership um this also is a knight is a knight of pentacles it's about resources it's about having everything you need and a knight is usually a leader um a leader of some kind and even if even if it's just a leader in your local community or amongst your friends or online in a D&D game, okay, you're, you're, you're still a leader, okay? And a leader is a leader. And they want, the spirit is trying to remind you of how you used your resources to be that leader. And how did you step forward? And that's exactly what this is about. And that's for the past. That's what's already happened. And you probably had to take some action or something. And this week, it wants you, Spirit wants you to take a moment to consider all your choices, because that's exactly what this card is about. It's a Seven of Cups. Is a person, um, sort of looks like they're contemplating, and there's a cloud above their head with all these cups with different symbols in it, different symbols that turn colors and make a rainbow. Because all of our choices lead to something else. Every choice you make will affect your life, I assure you it will. Um, and you know, and when you make that choice, just consider what it's going to bring as a response and don't be afraid to count your blessings. This is also about counting your blessings, about being grateful for the things you do have. And like Brighthawk always says, I'd rather be counting, um, you know, that if you spend the time counting your blessings, wouldn't you rather be counting your blessings than counting your problems? And if you spend more time counting your blessings, then more of those blessings will come true. So um, they do say that if you're more grateful in life, that good things happen to you. That has happened to me. 
That's what I can say. Okay, some people don't like that because they think it's positive, um, toxic positivity. Um, I don't know. Um, That wasn't my experience. I think toxic positivity might look a little bit different than that. But um, but generally, if you are grateful for the things you do have, then, um, you know, sometimes just taking a walk in a nursing home or amongst the homeless where you recognize these people have no limbs or these people can't walk or these people have no home, then you start to find things that it's real easy to be grateful. And I'm not saying, and I'm saying that, and then if you can be grateful for your life, then maybe you can find a way to help those people. You can find a way to make their life a little bit better. And that's what I did. So I I live as a living example of that. Okay, I went to a nursing home every day, seen people in a wheelchair and said, well, I'm grateful I can walk. And I just kept saying, I'm grateful I can walk. I'm grateful I have a job. I'm grateful I can I can work. I'm grateful. And I started just finding all these little things to be grateful for. And the next thing you know, now I go to nursing homes full of homeless people and I help them have a better day. Okay? So I'm just saying it is possible when you start counting your blessings to make your life better in a magical way that you would have never imagined. Okay, so just try counting your blessings. What do you got to lose, eh? That's what I figured. <laughs> what do you got to lose? <laughs> okay, and um, this is our future. This is the Queen of Cups. This is what's coming. This means your spirit's asking you to step up. Step up, especially you divine androgens out there. That divine androgen is a person that's changed their gender or is gender variant in any way, gender benders. Spirit's asking you step forward. Step forward in who you are. And notice how this very, um, uh, this, this is an image of a person on a rock in the ocean. And there's an octopus holding their cups of coffee for them. They're very gender variant. I would not dare put a gender on this person. Um, And I would just say that they're somewhere in between or someone with outside of there. And they have a bird. They're very interestingly dressed, very interestingly decorated. Um, Kind of looks like a dress, but it's more like a wrap. And they have lots of colors on, so they could be very spiritual. They have a, um, that's a bear, right? Or a little like stuffed puppy dog um, strapped to them, to their outfit, as well as many flowers and ribbons. And they also have a bird on their hand, okay? And the bird is to integrate integrate freedom. This is very much about being a master of your own universe. My favorite new saying, um, being a master of your own universe means that you are not only a leader within your world, you know where you're going, but you, you are in control of who affects you and who doesn't. So, <laughs> so you don't have to let every little thing upset you. You really don't. Um, you can just walk away and go, that person just misgendered me. That's just because they don't know me. They don't deserve my attention. And just move on. That That's all. You could just let it go from there. I do it all the time. And then I know that that person's not really a good friend of mine. If they were a really good friend, they'd be using the appropriate gender. So, um, so just know that this is asking you to step up. 
This card is asking you to step into who you are, to step up and be who you are, okay? This is be the leader that you are to be and embrace the freedom of that. Because can you imagine the freedom that I have as a, as a non-binary person asking for they pronouns and almost I rarely get them, but when I do, I'm grateful for it. And when I when when people misgender me over and over and over again, I can recognize that they're not they're not part of my circle. They don't belong in my circle. Can you imagine the freedom? They don't control my view of myself. They don't get any say. I am non-binary just by myself. Whether they like it or not, whether they call me that or not, I still am. And that is freedom to be yourself. So that's what this card is asking you to do. It's stepping up to be authentic. It's asking you, step up, be who you are, be the leader, be that authentic person going forward, okay? So this is a reminder of the past, of the strength and the power that you do have. This is a very powerful card. As a trans man that's bringing forth, trans men are very powerful people. I've watched them change things single-handedly, okay? And trans women do too. And I've seen trans men do some real, some real magic that's impressive for me in a different way than trans women. And remember, as you're going forward to use that power that you hold to also hold together all of your choices and to consider all of your choices and make sure you harvest gratitude for the, for the beauty you do have in life. Absolutely priceless because as you learn to harvest your own gratitude for the things that you do have, I invite you to hold forward okay, your most authentic expression, okay, your most authentic expression to be able to present yourself as you can. And I just want to recognize for a minute, I know I said earlier, sometimes you could go to um, a home or something like that with people that can't walk. There are some people that listen to our podcast that can't walk. And you know what, they still find ways to be grateful. And if I say, and, and it's no insult to them, they, they actually recognize that, that I'm being grateful for my privilege to be able to walk, okay? And so for the people that can't walk that are listening to this podcast, I'm also going to say you also know that gratitude helps things get better. And they find ways to be grateful. And I'll tell you what, I've taken care of some people that live in wheelchairs and I'm like, man, I, you just make me want to be grateful right now, okay? Like, I just want to cry right now because they move me to tears. They inspire me because they are authentic, usually, in themselves, authentic in this way. So if you don't have someone in your life that lives in a wheelchair, I suggest you spend some more time with them and get to know them um, because authentic people are rare. And Spirit is asking for authentic people to step forward. So find those people and, um, and, and listen to them. And we're all just human beings. We're all on a journey to learn authenticity and um, be aware of the leaders in your world because they're out there. There's really magical people out there that can really inspire you. So um, I think that's what our cards are all about. Great reading. Thanks for that. Yeah, very good. You're welcome.
All right. We hope you have a great week. We wish you all the very, very best. We're very grateful for you listening to Soul Astrology, sharing it, liking it. If you have questions, we'd love to know your questions. How's your world? How are things? Do you have an astrology question for us? And thank you so much. All right, my friends, signing off from Rainbow Soul, Soul Astrology. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.